All right, welcome back to the Chopping It Up podcast. It's your boy Ferris. Chartel's here from the A. Hey, and you know I'm back because I was gone last week, so I got to throw the horns on there for myself. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Shut up. Don't hate. We Had missed it to- you, though. Yeah, man. I miss being here, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's just weird being gone because I feel like I lost my, like, rhythm that I had going. Gotcha. But at the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad to be back on here with you. And, you know, I missed out on a good episode last week, but. Oh, we were killing it. It was so good. Yeah, but. It was so good. You know, I wasn't there, so. I know it was it would have been better when if you were there, but I did ask about your beard or oil. We had Turner Girl Cosmetics on, so yes, still yes. in preparation. For sure, for sure. I definitely appreciate that. Yes. Before I um ask you what the hell you're wearing, uh, where were you? Mm. Uh, I was out in Chicago for a little bit, uh wedding, and then on Sunday, um, when I came back, I actually went to the state fair because they didn't okay. have it last year due to COVID. Mm-hmm. how was it man it was actually really dope like i really like how the fact that there like it was busy like you could see that there was people there um but the lines were short to get in to get in one to get your food it was short wait times were good um nice. so it was perfect it was perfect and it wasn't like too hot so it was just all around it was just a great day great experience yay have you been to the fair when you were living I- here when I first moved to Minnesota, I would go to the fair every year. Um, last year when they canceled it, I thought I had, I was like this close to going on meds, but I made it work. And then this year I'm here and I just didn't have enough turnaround time, but I'm going to be in there next year. Yeah. Okay. I love the state fair. And where's the Georgia state fair? Oh my gosh. It's whack as fuck. Like it's, I think it's down here by the motor speedway. I think it's close tomorrow. Okay. Okay. At like, after um going to the minnesota state fair there was one year where like i went of course and then came back to georgia or my family and i went to the georgia state fair and i was like fuck yeah like i don't even remember going to the georgia state fair ever so that'll be dope i walked up in that bitch hey they don't sell no alcohol so that was problematic oh hell nah it's like i would have left <laughs> no literally and i thought it was like i feel like an alky but i thought it was like Oh, maybe just this stand doesn't have it or whatever. No, they literally don't sell any alcohol in the fucking fair. That must have been sponsored by Chick-fil-A. It must have been sponsored by <laughs> something or the, um, R- what is it? The RNC, some shit. I was like, y'all out here fucking around. So that was, <laughs> I was mad already, right? Because I was sober at the fucking fair. And then the food was basic fair food, funnel cakes and shit. I don't even think they had fried Oreos. And then rides were rinky-dink, no shows. It like... I feel like the Minnesota State Fair is the bar. And I think I've heard lots of Midwest fairs are really good. Like her yeah. Iowa's is really good. Yes, I yes, yes. Down south. Yes. But, um, well, southwest. But um, fuck the Georgia State Fair. It's wacky shit. <laughs> Speaking of those rinky-dink rides, like I don't go on rides anymore because I almost died at the State Fair. That's like in like 2015 on this janky Ooh. ass ride. Like, so, you know, the ride that... <clears throat> I'm trying to think. So, like, you sit. It's like almost like a pod where there's it could be four of you guys, right? But okay. you're on the outside, right? So, like, for visual people, you can see me. So I'm sitting right here, and then someone's to my right, okay. someone's to my left, and then someone's completely behind me, but they're facing opposite of me, right? Oh, so y'all are all not facing all, each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. All facing okay. outward, right? 
and there's there's this latch like this latch thing that comes down right and it clicks twice like i heard everyone else's go click click and mine just went click and so i tried to get the attention of the attendant i was like dude my shit only went one time right and they were like oh okay so they came over and they like started pushing on it and all of a sudden it clicked again i was like all right cool start going around in the motion and stuff it starts going and all of a sudden i hear it unclick once no dude i was hanging on for dear life (laughs) i got out that bitch my hands were shaking i was like dude i almost died in this ride so never again i don't i don't mess with rides no more i'm getting too old for that shit the way my insurance is set up look look the way all (laughs) you know that crate challenge they're talking people have been posting like y'all doing a crate challenge like a we got beds in the icu and b like y'all have universal health care right y'all coming for folks like that but real americans are real reckless um with the way this is set up all right so yes before we jump into blase blase what the fuck are you wearing (laughs) for our audio listeners i got my cowboy shit on right now (laughs) you know they play tomorrow so don't hate they play tampa bay buccaneers the super bowl champs so i'm gonna predict it right now we're gonna get our asses blown out pause but I mean, it is what it is. Like, I still I love love my team. Win, lose, draw, it doesn't matter. Dallas Cowboys for life. So, don't okay, hate. I don't have any room to talk because I'm a Falcons fan. So, okay, okay. Um, I'm just talking talking shit from the same sucky tree. Um, so, all right, friend, let's jump into Blase Blase. Yes. All right. So, I want to talk about... Um, um, I know you like listening to podcasts. Have you ever listened to that podcast in the dark? I have actually. Okay. Do you, did you listen to season two with Curtis Flowers? I have not. Okay. Listen to that season. Everyone listen to that because it's bomb as fuck. What I want to talk about is that he was released. I think, Oh, I actually don't know when he was released, but he is suing the district attorney that tried him six times for murder. That was Mississippi, correct? What? That was Mississippi, correct? Yes, Mississippi. Right. Shocking. Black man. So for people who aren't familiar, let me give a little backstory, right? So this podcast is an investigative journalism podcast. Um, Madeline Barron is the hostess and it's bomb as fuck. Like the first season that I listened to, they actually profiled a case in Stearns County, Minnesota. Um, And if I'm remembering correctly, long story short, I think I think a kid was murdered and they, it just sounds like the police fumbled the bag. Like they just did not do their job to figure out what happened. Um, And so I was like, okay. Can I I interject? Sure can. So it was, uh, it was four people were murdered in a a furniture shop. No. Oh yeah. This is season two. I was talking about season one. Oh, okay. I thought you were. Oh no. I was just saying the first season, this is how I got hooked because the first season, um, they were in Stearns County, Minnesota. And I thought it was like a Minnesota based podcast. And so I was okay, like, oh, this is dope. So that was like, I don't really remember that case, but that's what I think happened. I think a child was murdered, abducted and murdered. And the Stearns County police, they just literally didn't do their job to find out who did it. Right. So that it was interesting because um, I never listened to an invest- investigative journalism podcast before. So she was going around talking to folks with her team, getting research, finding facts, and like presenting. Um, like the police 
department with the facts. And she was like, literally, this person said they saw something, but they're not on your list of witnesses. Why not? Because it took me like 10 minutes to find them. So I was like, damn, you're direct as fuck. But I guess that's what investigative journalism is. So that's what got me hooked, right? The former. Right. So yes. The second um, episode was um, a profiling a Black man in, Minnes- in Mississippi who was it sounds like wrongfully convicted of this murder of, yes, four people in a furniture shop. He worked at the furniture shop. Um, and then the day he did it, one day he didn't go and four people were murdered. And the uh, district attorney, Doug Evans, just set his sights on Curtis Flowers. And that's who did it. And he didn't care about the facts. He just was like, this is the guy that's going to do it. Um, and yes, long story short, he charged Curtis Flowers six times. With this murder, he was convicted each time, but it was always overturned on appeal because um, Doug Evans was doing like prosecutorial misconduct. Witnesses recanted. Um, they just came out and said they straight up lied. Like right. it was all of these terrible things that happened. But yet he kept trying him and he kept getting convicted. Um, and so when the, you know, the podcast was becoming more familiar to people, it just had a lot of, um, you know, heat behind it. Um, Doug Evans recused himself from the case, gave it to Mississippi prosecution office, whatever they call it. And they declined to prosecute for a second time or a seventh time with prejudice. So now he's released and he's suing Doug Evans and the judge um, for basically. Presided. So, uh, yes. man, that's so, that's so crazy. Like, I would sue the hell crazy? out of their ass. Because it's like, how many years has he lost? Of his life? You know what I mean? So it's just like, you you can't even put a monetary value on that at but all. He definitely right. deserves to get paid, paid. Yeah. And I was super happy to see that because I had been listening to the podcast. I'm like halfway through because, and it, and it was tough. So I listened to it when I was like driving down here, but it's so shocking that for me, I had to like take breaks because they're literally like Madeline and her team were literally finding witnesses that were like, Oh yeah. Doug Evans said, if I said this, he would drop my case or whatever, right? Mm. And like, no, I wasn't anywhere near that furniture store. But he said, if I said I was, he would drop my case, right? So it was it was just mind boggling that this was still going on. And you know what, like, got me, Ferris? Mm. There was one witness who, was his witness in Atlanta? I can't remember all of the details, but I remember the important ones. They found this witness who was... um for lack of a better term, a career criminal, right? Um, and he was in jail, and then he was in jail um, with Curtis Flowers, I think. They had had some overlap. Okay. And so it sounds like Doug Evans and or his investigator approached this man. They said, hey, if you say these things, we'll drop this, um, your charges or whatever, right? I think he was, I don't know what he was facing, burglary or something, right? Of course, he was like, fuck yeah, I'll say whatever you want me to say. And I think they gave him money. So he said what he needed to say, right? He got in court. He was like, yep, I was there. I saw this, whatever they wanted him to say. Then this guy was released, right? He went on like a murder spree. So he went and killed his baby mama and I think her mom. I think, and then I think attempted to kill the kid, but the kid survived. And then when like the grandmother, it sounds like the grandmother of the baby mom called the police, he went on this, like he fled killed people along his route okay. before they like found him so i was telling my Damn. sister about it because she hadn't heard about it either and i was like now if i was that family i'd be pissed as fuck because 
if you wouldn't have concocted any of this, maybe my family would still be alive. Exactly. But you released him from jail. He killed my family and other people's family when he was fleeing. And then I think they caught him and now he's in jail. But for whatever, whatever you had against Curtis Flowers, whatever like your reasoning were, now you fucked up so many other lives. So anywho, sounds, I love sounds like Mississippi to me, but okay. That's what I said too, right? Like <laughs> that sounds right. And so um, but that I think that's the power of podcasting. That's the power of investigative journalism. Like, I don't know how they find um, like Madeline, I don't know how they find these things to like, you know, re- um, report about, but I had no idea. And it turned, it sounds like Doug Evans, it doesn't sound like Doug Evans was repeatedly elected to be the district attorney because he was running unopposed. Exactly. So that's why that kept happening. Right. Um, it's just so crazy. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about now. I'm just, I'm happy to hear that he's out. I'm happy to hear that he's suing, but you're right. You can't put a monetary value on life, but I'm sure go and drag your ass through the fucking mud. Cause that was fucking ridiculous. If you listen to season two, I mean, I can't get over it. It's literally witnesses. Like I literally made that up. Well, it's even like the innocence project where they try mm-hmm. to get people out. I know Kim Kardashian, <laughs> it's crazy to bring her name out with this, but I know she's big. Her into, job, right? Yeah, her, She's big into trying to get people out of, out of prison, out of jail who have kind of been similarly, wrongfully convicted of whatever kind of crime and you know she goes in and basically investigates and uh or in in the innocent project uh project as well like that's what they do they try to go in and try to just figure out um you know just bring the facts to the da or bring the facts to judges and supreme courts of the states and stuff like that so i mean it's just sad that there actually has to be organizations like that or even celebrities trying to step out and you know, put their name out there to free innocent people. Cause it's like, if due process was true or if justice, as we call it, our justice system was, you know, right. Then right. there shouldn't even be in those type of positions. Exactly. But you know, law people involved in law and whatever are just, I think interested in making their jobs easier and not actually finding the truth. So, that so, whole, what is it? You're innocent until proven guilty. That's correct. such a lie. Like it you're is. guilty. Like prove that you're guilty. Right. And I think that's that happened with Curtis Flowers. So to pivot real quick, but still on the topic, knowing that your parents are living kind of close to Memphis, right? <gasps> Have you heard about that Alvin Motley situation out of South oh. Kroger? No. Oh no, I haven't. Okay, so for visual uh listeners, so look at this. So this guy right here, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so this guy right here. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> this man right here is Gregory Livingston, and he was a security guard at Kroger. White, looks like. He is a white individual. Yes, he is. Uh, uh, Alvin Motley was a black man who just moved, I believe, either from New York or Chicago that day to Memphis, right? He just so happened to be at Kroger. He had his music playing loud. Security like guard. In his car, security guard came up to him and asked him to turn it down. Somehow, an altercation came about, and that security guard ended up shooting him to death. Right? Oh, my gosh. And on top of that, so he was an ex-police officer, Gregory Livingston, the white guy. Okay, that's the guy that was a security guard. Correct. Okay. And he served on the force from 1999 to 2001, and he resigned. Okay. And now, the, and he just, I mean, this case just happened 
August 14th. So they're trying to go back and say that there's a couple things going on because Kroger could be liable for hiring this man and not looking back in his background because why did why how are you on the force and all of a sudden you're a security guard? Right. Like right? why would one who knows what would have happened, right? In that guy's background, who knows? So Kroger may be liable plus it's just so he was charged with uh second degree murder right now. Okay. And so they're trying to I mean it's brand new. So this stuff is going on. There's already uh protesting and all that what? stuff out there right now. So I didn't know if your parents, you know, know that they live out there, if they've heard about that at all. No. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to ask. They but, haven't said anything to me, but um, it happened on the 14th. Yeah. They haven't said anything to me. I'm going to definitely. But, but, it's, but it's like one over music and two. Yeah. Okay. So why is an, why is there armed guard at Kroger's over Look. someone stealing some steak? Like, come on, dude. Like, Guys, they got armed guards everywhere, like at Target too. I'm uh-huh. like, that is not a deterrent of crime, having armed anyone okay. here. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's just like, dude, you work at a grocery store. Like, why are you armed? Like, if you want to steal some fucking steak, buy. Well, I'll it's like, it. how much, no, how much not. money does Kroger make a year? Like, how much money are you making? steak. Exactly. Opposed to the loss that you may receive. It's like. Right now, look at all this bad fucking publicity. You hired a security guard to deter crime. They fucking caused the crime. Now you got a murder on your site. Now you got protesters out front. You losing way more money than if you would have just, I don't even know, like let people live and shop. Exactly. So. Deterrence to crime than hiring armed yeah. white police officers. And people know that, yet they still do it. I just cannot. I can't either, man. I'm going to say something here. So yes. uh, I, I, I don't know about the racial side of things, but when I served in the army, okay. I knew so, so many soldiers that couldn't wait to get out to become cops so they could, quote unquote, fuck with people. Oh, like that was see. just like if you got to talking to somebody about, and you know, what's your plan and where you're going in life? I mean, they just they couldn't wait to deploy to do it. And, you know, they'd use the sand N word, you know, I mean, but that wasn't that wasn't common. Or at least not, but I was an intel. I don't know. With the infantry, it might have been different. But I knew so many, even in intel, I knew so many guys mm-hmm. that just, just tools, short man syndrome, whatever you want to call it, that right, couldn't right. wait to become cops so they could just carry around their weight and, and abuse it. It's, mm. I totally agree with you, Michael. Yeah. Like, right. And, and I see that scary. all the time when I look at cops. I see that all the time. Well, yeah. That's scary. Yeah. I totally agree. Because they are less, in my opinion, they are less officers on the force that actually want to help people and more on the force that have that like short man syndrome or whatever they're trying to like battle um with a gun on their hip thinking that you know that makes them big and bad and well, stuff do you want to hear a cool gabe story though you guys i don't know if this is going to make it on the podcast yes! but okay. so gabe and i went to a concert last week we went and saw green day fallout boy and uh weezer and all, and all dope artists we jumped on the train we barely made it on the train so we didn't buy tickets and so we're both drunk uh, and transit, a little we're, we pre-gamed yep. no when we were pulling out when we were pulling out our um you know that you know when the cops stop you're know, like hey where your where your or the transit guys like where your ticket like oh i had my ticket it's just you know and you're looking but you know you're busted oh, and, they, yeah. and they know you know you're busted <laughs> right, right, right. so we're both doing that thing and we're, we're, we're you know i'm going out through my wallet and they see my my va medical card and they oh. go oh this guy's a veteran never mind guys this guy's a veteran let him through Gabe, you know they turn to gabe you're his plus one and they just let us walk right in mm. it was pretty cool that's dope. that was super awesome there you see, go. See, I feel, yeah. and, and I do feel like, as a country, we yeah. are, we are letting down 
the veterans who are actually fighting for our freedom. I will say that first and foremost, whether that's healthcare, job opportunities, you know, the whole gambit, right? Um, So I definitely appreciate you sharing that story. I also do feel that what Michael was saying, that there are officers that come into the force and I don't know if it's a complex from back in high school or whatever may have happened where now they're the man, right? They got that. Exactly. You know, they got the, they got the gun on their hip. Now they can, you know, now they can release this power. They can, uh, you know, enforce their will on, you know, the citizens. And I hate that shit. Citizens that are just living like, like you said, over fucking music. Like what's the harm? If he said, fuck you and didn't turn down his music, that's something with your ego, right? That's something that hurt you. And now right. you got to go and get him because objectively that fucking sucks. But I'm a security guard at Kroger. You want to play your fucking music, whatever. I'm not about to. <laughs> All right. So I know, I know this, this segment should be done by now, but I have another <laughs> case from fucking Florida, of course. So I don't know that any of the individual's names, I would have to look it up, but I don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. But speaking of music, I don't know what the hell it is about the, about music that like pisses people off because there was a situation in Florida where there was a couple that pulled up. They pulled up next to this truck that there was loud music going. And I I watch cases and I listen to cases like the podcast in, like, in the dark, right? And so there was a situation. They pulled up. They went into the convenience store. Apparently, the driver of the truck was already inside, right? So as soon as the car pulled up, you know, the guy, white male, there was a truck full of black teens, essentially. He didn't know that, but truck full of black teens. And, you know, he said, man, I hate that thug music. And that's what he was saying to his wife, who ended up going into the actual convenience store. He asked them to turn it down. They turned it down. Once the actual driver came back, you know, the, the people in the truck talked about it. And they were like, yeah, apparently this guy told us to turn the music down. He said, fuck that. He turned it back up. <laughs> they get into an altercation. The dude in the car who pulls up, who his wife went inside, he ends up shooting at this vehicle, right? The vehicle is pulling out and leaving. He gets out of his car and shoots another four rounds as they're fleeing. He kills a passenger. And he was trying to say that they said that they were going to kill him which it was proven by multiple witnesses, black, white, Asian, all people came and said, no, none of this ever happened. And he ended up getting tried and convicted for murder. But it's just like, it's just like, damn, over music? Like you're willing to, you're willing to risk your life or not risk your life, but um, ruin your life over some damn music, really? Right. I think people forget that we live in a society. So I hate noise, but I'm also like, A, I live in a society with people, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Something you gotta just let roll off. So what did I do? I left the front room where I could hear all the fucking music and went into the living room where I could hear my own music and do whatever I wanted to do and problem solve. But I think people forget that they live in a society and what you want all the time doesn't fucking matter. Like if you're at a gas station, a public fucking gas station and somebody is playing music, roll your eyes, say fuck it under your breath, do what you got to do and leave. Why? Like, who are you to think that you can like approach people this way and make them do something like you're in a society? 
They didn't oh, come on your or or you roll shit. your windows up and you mind your fucking business. And you mind your fucking <laughs> business. That part. Mind your fucking business. Mind your fucking business. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, it's just I, like mind your damn business. Like, yeah. Trust I me. I like not. the end of that. Yeah. Mind your fucking business, man, people. Mind your fucking it, business. It's just like life would be so much easier. Cause man, <clears throat> I swear the next candidate that runs, uh, and I, <laughs> and I'm no no, I'm not even talking about presidentially. I'm talking about Okay. Governors, mayors, yeah. people need to get out there. And this is a completely different topic in a way where it's like, all right, at the end of the day, I hate these false police reports. Yes. We're saying that. All right. So I see this black man. Uh, I, I, I swear he's acting suspicious and he stole something. Right. Or he, he's probably breaking and entering in my neighborhood because I had never seen him before. Dude's just yeah. walking down the street, walking his dog. Yeah, and the literally. police come into it into the situation. Whether it results re- results in a death or not, it's just like, why are the people who falsely report this stuff not charged with the crime? Right, and right, and I think too in that exact situation, I would want yeah the officer to like check out the situation, realize nothing is going on, and go back to that person and say. Why did you do this? You're going to be charged with a crime now. I don't know. I guess I don't, I don't think, I think there's a little bit of common sense. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be on the police force. I don't know policies or procedures or whatever, but I'm under the impression that if you get a report, you have to like, check it out. Right. But if you get a report of this suspicious man walking around the neighborhood and you roll up and he's walking his dog normally, I would hope you would say, this doesn't require my intervention. Let me go to this person who made the report. Because they're the problem. You know what I mean? Man, Chartel. Approaching this person, whoever they may be, saying, hey, we got to report you're being suspicious. And that happened to me. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face. Seriously. I'm walking my dog. Get the fuck out of my face. Look, now you're causing a problem. You're bringing up more cases because that's like, okay, so in my spare time, I love listening to, like I said, like true crime podcasts, whether it's, I mean, podcasts be YouTube. I love listen, watching videos of like, um, you know, people flexing their amendment rights to mm-hmm. <laughs> no, seriously, like to record film police and make sure we're holding them accountable. Right. Yep. That brings up another situation. So in L.A., uh, there was a police report. So there was a call of a domestic violence incident. OK, mm-hmm. it was in a duplex. So okay. the the people on the top floor, the woman called on her boyfriend a white male i don't know i'm not trying to always bring the shit in race but it literally plays in this situation so this the girl upstairs calls on her boyfriend who was assaulting her right domestic abuse white male that's the situation below was an interracial couple white woman black guy the black guy went out to take his trash out this is by the time the police are pulling up Gotcha. And there's actual footage of the shit, body cam. Stu's taking his trash out. They roll up. So they already heard over from their dispatch that, hey, it's a white male. Da, 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 this is what he looks like. They see this guy and literally you can hear them say, oh, I think this might be the guy. And it's a black man. So they ended up just walking up to him saying, hey, put your hands behind your back. Turn around. Da, 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 da. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what, right, like, what are you doing? Now. And... 
So they end up handcuffing him. He's calling for his girl. His girl comes out in a bathrobe because she was in the shower. She hears him yelling. She hears the altercation going on. She comes out. They end up slamming her to the ground. So they're right now suing L.A. Good. And it's just like, and it ended up that the actual boyfriend that was upstairs ended up ended up escaping and fleeing while they were dealing with this man. So it's just like when people yeah, say that race doesn't play an issue. It does. I'm giving you exact. I'm giving you examples, like true examples that you can go look up. Now, granted, I haven't given you names or anything like that, but I but it, can definitely so do it. Prevalent. But exactly. then, yeah, what's your what's your reasoning for hearing a suspect's description? And literally arresting and pursuing someone who doesn't fit that pers- like description. That's my question. Like you said, y'all heard already over dispatch. It was a white male in his 30s. Why are you assaulting? I'm just making this part up now. But why are you assaulting this 16-year-old black kid? Right. With dreads. And the dude you're looking for is bald. Was it Taco Bell situation? Oh, sorry, there's a, there's a, I'm sorry. There's that one situation. And it's in California where the guy was he's a black guy. He's in a, he passed out or something in the Taco Bell drive through and so the cops all came up like in a group and started pounding on his window mm. and he just reacted and he reached for his gun. So then they just shot him, you know, like he, mm. he just like he when I, I, I believe he actually had a gun and I believe he reached for his gun. I'm not sure, but he reacted in the same way any human being exactly. would react when you wake up to a whole bunch of people pounding on your windows. Exactly. And then now he's dead, you know, and right. It, yeah. and, and then they're going to say that that's justified because he reached for a weapon. Yeah. And it's like, right. instead, of them, instead of them saying, we startled this man who was asleep. Yeah. Right. I would pull my gun out too. Yeah. Right. What? Yeah. See, that's that shit though. That's that shit. I hate it. I hate it. Mind your fucking business. I like that. So I think George is, well, I think we are. Uh, <laughs> Mayor Kasim is running again. <laughs> And people are like, he is bold as fuck trying to run after he narrowly escaped corruption charges. <laughs> but he is like, I have to run to save my city from all of this crime. And I'm laughing because it's just like, what? So um, I'm gonna try to go to some like campaign stuff or some like town halls or whatever and like ask about that because in Buckhead now there's like big crime and I don't, there's it, a been... big touristy spot. So people think it's tourists coming in fucking up shit. Um, I feel like there's always been crime out there, even when I was out there. Like, yeah, it's it's a ritzy area, but I mean, yeah, yeah and a, I feel like just, that's more like stick ups, uh, break ins like of, of vehicles. Crimes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like you said, it's ritzy. Like people want your nice shit. Um, I mean, it ain't Bankhead yeah. where everyone's broke. Look, right. I mean, it's more or, or less. People like, you know. Exactly. Um, hilarious. But yes. Mind, mind your business, everybody. Police included. Yes, mind please mind your business. Mind your fucking business. Damn, so. that was a long ass blase blase shit. It was, but it was so like <laughs> important. Like, and yeah, it all stemmed from the in the dark because like it, it all ties together because people who are in positions to actually make change in terms of law and order, right? Using air quotes, they don't. They exactly. purposely pursue people. For what I don't even know what the reason was. I don't know why Doug Evans was pursuing Curtis Flowers for so long. Because my thing is, if you actually have exculpatory evidence, why are you still trying to make it fit this suspect? Why don't you actually want to figure out what happened? Because at the very least, the families don't have answers. Because they don't care. That's and that's the thing. Why don't why are you in this position to not care? Why are you trying to be a cop just to fuck with people, knowing like 
you could actually be in a power to create some change. Like, and then why did this system support them? That whole judge was like, so that was another thing too. Um, now the show's about Chris Flowers, but that's the another thing too. There was um his new like defense attorney was like saying Doug Evans was purposefully excluding black jurors for whatever reason, right? And he had all of this evidence. And the judge was like, well, I don't, I don't think that's right. But he was using all of his strikes. Well, I mean, well, you know, with like attorneys, and I'm sure Chris Pham was on just who was on here before. Mm-hmm. The judge, the DA, even the defense attorneys, they're all friends. They all yeah. go out to lunch, they all go to happy hours, they all go play golf together. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so that it's was probably bad. one of those situations where it's just like, oh, well, you think it's this guy? All right, well, fuck it. Let's just bury this man. <laughs> Where's the checks and balances? Because I would hope that if I pursued a career like that, I would tell my DA friend, yeah, but also let's look more globally at this. Like, I mean, the perfect example is OJ versus, uh, you know, the state of California, right? Yeah. You have Chris Darden, who was a black man on the defense or not on the prosecution side, the DA mm-hmm. versus Johnny Cochran. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, like, and going off of what you're saying, you know, you're saying that you come in and you're trying to hold people accountable. Like, that's what he did. Like, everyone and their mama knew OJ did that shit. Let's be real. That's what they say. I wasn't there. I know, you know OJ fucking... He, he I, killed, I he killed, Okay, yeah. But you know, that's, damn well, he killed uh, Nicole say. Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman or whatever the guy's name is. And yeah. so it's just like... So it's like you're walking that tight line because if you do speak out, are you going to have your job? That's a good point. Same, I think, with police officers, too. Exactly. We've seen that play out where they have actually. But it's like in any other profession, if you're doing a shitty job, people call you out and you lose your job. But I feel like with police officers or just any type of law enforcement, politicians, you keep your shit. And that's just not fair. It's a system that supports them. And you're right. It pisses me off because you can't even stand up. I mean, you can, but you're going to lose shit, right? You're going to lose everything. And then the system keeps doing what it's been doing right um so that's when people are like just reform this and no fuck that shit up because it doesn't work the whole country is rotten yes but all right so i mean what are we getting into we're getting all drawn off to these other topics and stuff but that was it those are all of our topics right i I could talk about it all day man me too seriously because i've been looking at a bunch of cases but um yeah let's save that for another time okay because i mean we could talk about that shit five more episodes i was gonna say that could literally be the season seriously all the time i almost feel like that would actually be dope to do a season two true true crime podcast i think that'd be awesome seriously (laughs) we should look into that viewers like send in your ideas tell us what you want to know about tell us what you want to know about here, um, I had gotten into a true crime podcast um, by listening to the Atlanta child murders. And I think I was just scrolling like Apple podcasts or whatever and saw it. And I was like, Atlanta child murders. What the fuck? That shit was captivating too. another situation where they just saw one guy and ran with it. And we still to this day don't know who did it or what happened. Well, I'm trying to actually that's why I'm, my phone in my hand. Mm-hmm. I feel like Atlanta had the biggest serial killer ever like he had the most numbers I'm the trying to think, i don't know if it's him oh, what, what was his name what was his name 
We don't know. They oh, say, oh, it's still unsolved. It is. They okay. say it was um Wade. I can't. I think his name's Wayne something. That's who Wayne they, Williams, right? Wayne Williams. That's who they are trying to convince us did it. But if you listen to the podcast, he didn't do that shit, and they just got lazy, and they're not actually looking for who did it. No, Wayne Williams though. That that dude yeah. has like a hundred bodies. Yeah, yeah, the child murder, but he didn't do it. No, I can I can see that. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, you guys had. Not, not saying you as you, but right, uh, Georgia, right. But Georgia had literally the most prolific killer, serial killer of all time, and that was Wayne Williams. I was trying to think of his name. Yeah, so Wayne yeah, Williams. that's him. He was um, dumping people in the Chattahoochee River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. He didn't do it. Prostitutes and shit. I think you know what my friends and I were talking about this. We think it was um someone in law enforcement, like a police officer. Well, there was. God damn it. I'm getting drawn again. So there was, look, I was going to say, there was, so there was this, this case in uh, Louisiana and New Orleans where there okay. was this officer. Okay, so there was a lot of these rapes that were going on, right? Mm-hmm. And this man would, it was always single women, typically single white women. Um, he would come into their house as soon as they got home from work. So he knew their schedule. He'd come in. Uh, he'd bound, gag them, rape them, and then tell them to take a shower to rinse off of all of evidence. On uh, forensic files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, it, you know, ended up being that the way that he was so calculated and, um, you know, thought his crimes out and the area that it was in, they seen that there was a precinct there. They were like, all right, so this precinct here, Maybe it's law enforcement because, you know, they get the FBI criminal. Uh, what do they call that? Like, you know, like, you know, they they figure out like, all right, so he's probably a white male and 40 years oh, old. Behavior analysis. Exactly. So yeah. oh, profiling profiler. Yeah. So FBI profiler. And they figured out, all right, this guy has to be in law enforcement. Oh, and they said the way that he so he would hold him at gunpoint and the way that he held his flashlight. They said most people would hold a flashlight like this. And the way that I'm showing it for the audio listeners is like a person like hold your phone in your hand and it's typically like by your waist. That's how you hold a flashlight. Right. Police mm-hmm. are trying to hold their flashlight up by their head face. because it's by their face because it's and directly in the individual's eyes. And if you have your gun or whatever, you can see what's going on and it's meant to disorient the individual. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it turned out to be the actual goddamn sheriff, which was wild. Mm-hmm. I think that was a forensic episode I saw. Yeah. That's um that's what my friends and I were talking about with um the Atlanta child murder. That same thing. He was like real into forensics. And, and that was like the what 70s and 80s. That was not a time when people were like regular people like us knew about stuff, right? You only had a limited population that knew about those things, law enforcement. Mm. But like you said, the good old boy system, they weren't gonna let their boy go down. So they found somebody culpable. And that's how we get to where we are today. And they say a lot of, like a lot of unsolved murderers are typically like, you know, women, women of the night. So, you know, yes. uh, you night. know, prostitutes, you Sex know, workers. and especially women of color who they know that there's not going to be a big uh, media presence, media around. presence, uproar in the community about it, which is sad, but it is I mean, that's life, mm-hmm. life in America. I tell you. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but then, yeah, all of these things happen and people think it's not 
the system's fault. So I'm not like saying, okay, yes, sometimes there are like people who shouldn't be officers, right? Like you shouldn't be murdering those people. You're the problem. But I think the bigger problem is the system that protects them Mm -hmm. and it protects bad cops and not good cops. Like I've seen a few stories that have come out. I'm thinking of one specifically. It's a black woman. Was it New York? I'm going to just say New York. Um, I could be wrong though, listeners. So don't quote me, but I think it was New York. And long story short, she had a partner, um, white male, um, who was using excessive force. And so she checked him, mm-hmm. but then she got fired. So she recently, I think it was, I think it took several years. I want to say 13, but it could be seven. It took several years for her to, I think she received financial financial back pay. And okay. I think she was given her job back. I don't know if she took it, um, but it took, but she was like, I'm not going to let this go down. I'm going to fight. And so she lost her job. She was without pay for several years. Right. Um, but she kept fighting because she was like, this is wrong. Um, and I don't know what happened to that other officer or anything, but I just remember thinking it's so sad that the system protects aggression. Right. And I don't think yes, it was yes. I think in that situation. I just, I just knew that the officer who checked the other officer was black and that he was white, but I think it doesn't matter so much as color. I think it's just the simple fact that the culture of the police force now, it protects, it protects aggressive and bad cops. What's the biggest, biggest gang in the U S get in trouble. Hmm? It's the biggest gang in the United States. The biggest gang in the United States. It's true. And I think like Michael was saying earlier, I think there are more people that want to come on to be aggressive and to fuck with people. So then it makes it harder to find people who actually want to help and deter crime. Right. But then I also think there is a lack. There is, there is, I don't think this is true. There's a lack of investment in actual crime deterrent programs. Right. Right. People just, more police is like equals less crime. And we well, all know that's not true. I think they even know that's not true. And once again, you know, for the listeners who are, you know, there may be listeners who are straight blue lives matter. There's you con- are there's- blue. Stop saying that fucking slogan. <laughs> exactly. If you are out here saying it, so you are- to hold people accountable is not wrong. Right. And it's not to hold it like to hold officers accountable should not be a bad thing in it anyone's should. eyes, but a good officer um, is Officer Tommy Norman. So Officer okay. Tommy Norman is out in Little Rock, Arkansas. He literally is the epitome of com- uh, community policing. So he's okay. always That's out there great. with, he knows every kid in the neighborhood that he polices. He's always out there giving out gifts, food. He's he's like, on the videos that you see on Facebook, he's over here like having squirt gun fights and throwing the football around and stuff. And it's like, he knows his community. Yeah, he he may not live there. I don't know. I don't know if he lives there or not. But it's just like that's the type of policing that you need because historically, yes, black folks don't trust the goddamn police or people of color, right? Like they've never been here to help. Right. What do you want? Exactly. And the last thing that I'll touch on is, so did you hear that the judge in Ahmad Arbery's case said that he's not going to allow his background? The judge be, said he's not going to allow Ahmad's he, background. He's not going to allow Ahmad's background to be heard by the jury. No, I didn't hear that. I well, and, heard the DA is going, or was it the DA that's indicted that was recently indicted? I heard that. Well, so the well, the defense wants to bring up 
his background because the state of is that georgia yes yeah so or the city or whatever he was but essentially it's, it's in georgia and so the da is prosecuting those white men who shot him dead in the street right and the defense is trying to say for the white men that oh well he had a criminal past and da 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 but it's like why is it always the fucking why what, what does the past have to do with anything they want to say that Ahmad had a criminal past yes and they want to bring that up correct but the judge shot that down no good you know what because it's justification there was something I can't remember where oh oh my gosh yes so the um the gun makers. Is it inter- the gun makers in the Sandy Hook shooting? There's they're involved in a lawsuit. They just requested so Sandy Hook Elementary. They just requested the academic records of the kids that were killed. Like well, they're what are, they tra- are they trying to say that they were like truant that day? Yes, I think that's what they're looking they're for. Trying so to skip school, that, like middle schoolers are skipping school, like. Yeah, I think they're looking for reasons to justify it. Like, oh, well, this kid, like you said, missed school or they didn't do good in math. It's a fucking elementary school. Right. So I think that's the same thing. Like, yeah, wanting to bring up Ahmad's past, like probably trying to spin the story of, well, they knew he but, might commit a crime. So they were saving it. What the fuck? But that's what like, any situation It's like, it's always like the past. Like, what the what always. does the past have to do with the because current? Hindsight. And even if this person was a nasty person, right? Mm-hmm. Is death justifiable like people don't deserve to die like goddamn like you deserve your day in court right but whatever is going on now people seem to think so and hindsight is 2020 so you fuck up right fuck i killed this person well let me look back in their past and see if there's a reason i can say why i did it and create a new narrative right right but again mind your fucking business amal aubrey was running for exercise that is the more that is the moral of the story and that is the title of this episode mind your goddamn business shit mind your goddamn business so now now look at your fools in fucking jail so um i mean damn with all that being said what has you exhausted ferris life has me exhausted but you know what i'll be honest though this conversation was energizing so this doesn't have me exhausted. I'm back to dating has me exhausted again because it just is. I'm just, I just am exhausted with this lack of alignment. Um, so that's exhausting, but I think that'll just always be a permanent exhaustion. Um, but outside of that, I'm, I'm living pretty good. Um, the weather is nice here. Um, I'm glad you're back. Like, I'm I'm living pretty good. It's Labor Day weekend. I'm off on Monday. Yeah, I know that's right. Now I feel like with the uh with the dating situation, and this has I'm not there's no shots fired at anyone. I just feel shots like shoot all the fires. I just feel like um one, you attract what you put out, right? And yes. I also feel like a lot of people whether you're freshly single or maybe you've been single too goddamn long, people can smell that desperation can. they can just like oh man this motherfucker is desperate for a relationship you know like perfect example you know poetic justice that you were doc- talking about that you were dating that was writing you poems like that <laughs> seems very it, like it just it just it, yes. it uh exudes just like desperation it's like yeah. i just want a relationship maybe whether right, it's with you care. whether it's with her whether it's with him it doesn't matter like i just want a relationship like so i feel like poems. yeah like People, if you're out there yeah. dating, look, I mean, for the uh, visuals, looking at me, 
Like, dude, like, just eat. People can sense that. I'm telling you, they can sense that desperation. Yeah. Um, but it has you exhausted. What has me exhausted, honestly, is a completely different topic that we haven't even been talking about, which <laughs> is like, so for people on social media, um, I know. You, so, okay, so let me rewind back. So people are upset with Biden right now, right? Because he decided to actually pull tr- troops out after 20 fucking years in Afghanistan, right? Uh, okay, yes, go, go ahead. That's one. Okay. Um, so now I keep seeing all these memes about, oh, I guess you wish you had Trump back. Da, 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 da. No, fuck Trump. I haven't seen it yet. Fuck that shit. Bye. Yeah, no, I see that a lot. Um, and and the, the story of it ultimately is, so as of August 26, which was a Thursday, 2021, there was a thousand civilians american civilians left in or citizens left in afghanistan right um as of that saturday there was 250 and people are in uproar still like oh what about those american citizens blah 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 some of those people don't even want to fucking come back they don't, or they don't know what they want to do yeah yeah they're in a war-torn country so it's like people need to inform themselves do your due diligence you know, just because Fox News says this or just because CNN says that, do your own research. Like, yes. don't just believe what the fuck you see on an article, on the Internet, what you hear from someone. I think that's ultimately what has me exhausted is people just never do their due diligence and they're just quick to just like comment or have an opinion on something that mm-hmm. they have no idea about because they haven't even researched on that shit. Exactly. That has me exhausted. I hear that. Valid. Yeah. We should talk about that, though. But with that being said, I definitely appreciate Michael chiming in. We always appreciate yes! you chiming in. It's great to be back. Got my That's Cowboys on. We're playing tomorrow. We're going to get our ass whooped. I will admit that. But it's always How About Them Cowboys. Yes. Thank y'all for listening. Y'all can catch us on Chopping Up Official, YouTube, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you can get your content. Thank you for listening. We definitely appreciate y'all. Peace.